Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. This is Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom with your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. Dr. Janet explores the meanings of our challenging and ecstatic life experiences, clarifies the meanings of words we use, opens up our minds to more freedom and choice, and offers insights into our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. Welcome to Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield, with my guest today, Dr. Jill Briska. You are listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Jill. She has... A Bachelor of Science in Biological Sciences. She is a Doctor of Chiropractic Medicine. And she has a lot of other titles, which I don't really understand a deep meaning of, but I'm sure she does. And perhaps we'll be able to delve into a few of these uh, cybernetic biofeedback, acupuncture, addictionology, auriculotherapy, applied kinesiology, uh, some of these I know, visceral adjusting. So her passion, these are all words or placeholders for something that is much more complex than any of these simple words. Her passion is energy medicine, which goes beneath the words into this very complex dynamic where Jill has developed tools that can help each person realize their own innate ability to heal themselves. And she has tools that can move anyone along the path who is suffering. So welcome to the show, Jill. <laughs> We've been through oh, quite thank a... Thank you. Gosh, you make me sound fantastic. <laughs> I, love your, I love that intro. Well, well, good. I'm glad you do. Um, that's... It's really important 
to look for the good in other people rather than be out there finding the all the problems and all the things oh. that are wrong with other people. But um, let's, yes, as we often do on this show, let's start out with just tell us a little bit about your own childhood and some of the challenges you had as you were growing up you know sometimes things that are challenges you don't realize that they are a challenge until later um my mom and dad were very good at keeping things behind closed doors and so as far as my brother and i are considered we really uh there's still a part of me that believes we had this fantastic childhood um but then there's, you know, other things that when I tell you the rest, then you're like, and and how do you believe that? <laughs> but my dad was a manic depressive schizophrenic, and he um, he really did not uh, was not diagnosed with that until I was a teenager, and you know, before that, you just kind of went along with the mood swings or the anger outbursts or the when he was quiet and different things that he would go through. And we just, I guess, thought that that was just how you, how things were. Um, But I think a lot of times when you are a family that is dealing with someone that has uh, depression and things like that, it's almost like you're living with an alcoholic because you really don't know what you're going to walk into at any point in time. You don't really want to bring a lot of people around just in case. Um, but I always knew, you know, with all that going on, I am very, um, um, lucky in that I 100% always knew that my parents loved me. So that did come through, um, you know, despite all the, the stuff that would be going on, um, through the years. So, but yeah, he, uh, he ended up committing suicide when I was 18. And, uh, I think it's just one of those things that, when someone doesn't want to get better, I, I think that there was a certain amount of something in him that just would not let go of it. So, Yeah, and uh, let's talk a little bit about this. What you observed, I think, much later in your life, that your parents kept a lot of information behind closed doors. Do you think that was to protect you? Do you think it was because they were ashamed of putting this information out into the world and having to look at it and deal with it? Why do you think that happened? Definitely which. Definitely. Well, I think there was a certain amount of just protecting us because we were children and, you know, they loved us and didn't want to have to have us see things that were scary or um, we couldn't understand. Uh, but also, you know, I'm, I'm 52. So, you know, I was growing up in the 70s and uh, the 80s where, you know, people just didn't talk about it like they do now. Uh, it was one of those things that was taboo. Uh, him in and out of the hospital. I remember saying to my mom, you know, when we go to church and everybody's praying for their, you know, family member that has cancer or the, you know, they've just had surgery or something like that. I'm like, we can never put our, we can never put dad on there. And, and it just is one of those things that it is a, 
it is a shame, I think, that you carry. Um, mm. You know, the mental, the mental illness uh, in families, especially when it wasn't talked about, I think it's getting so much better now. But you, uh, like, an, you know, if you're living with somebody that is addicted to drugs or um, an alcoholic or something like that, they, you don't know what you are dealing with at any particular time. So you just start to do a lot of cover up or you um, don't have a lot of witnesses to those situations. This is getting deep really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Or and or the witnesses are afraid to speak out because they don't want to get in the middle of a controversy or conflict. So your, your parents were, in a sense, protecting you, but there was also a sense, you think now, looking at it from hindsight, that they were somehow ashamed of your father's conduct. And even though they were out going to church praying for others, their prayers weren't directed toward themselves or they weren't asking yeah. for love and support and uh, you can in, in Christian terminology for example you might phrase it as forgiveness of their sins from God uh, it's hard to look at and let me just talk for a minute about that word sin if you change that to make a mistake and and to me that is all about conduct and it doesn't really get into all the underlying uh, emotions, challenges, complexities of life that each and every one of us struggles with every day. We have to make choices. Um, I think mistake mistake is um, like you can still be um, okay and you've made a mistake. It's, it's a uh, incident thing where if you feel that you are um, flawed and you feel shame it's not a mistake kind of thing it goes deeper that there's something innately wrong with you and we and we will follow up on this very deep discussion when we come back dancing with words dancing with wisdom my guest today dr jill briska i'm your host dr janice smith warfield on bbm global network and tune in radio Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. 
If you seek a courageous advocate, prepare to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations, Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration, plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. We are back, dancing with words, dancing with wisdom, and the wisdom is the deep, deep complexity that underlies the words. My guest today, Dr. Jill Briska. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You're listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So, Dr. Jill, you were talking about, um, you were making a distinction in our previous conversation between the you know, I had suggested that if you change the word sin to make a mistake, it can be corrected. And then mm-hmm. you were seeing a distinction between, you know, an incident where maybe you just weren't paying attention to what another person needed, or maybe you just, you didn't even know what they needed because you hadn't had that conversation. Um, but then a, a deeper layer of, sin or a different meaning to sin, which has to do with a feeling of shame, of not being good enough, of somehow not living up to either other people's expectations or maybe cultural expectations that have been set on all of us. So let's talk a little bit about that deeper level of sin or shame yeah what do you what can you tell us about um i do think that there is something to uh when i was saying that he didn't want to get better i do think there is an underlying um feeling of not being enough or so flawed that it's he doesn't deserve to get better or whatever it was, because it was a repeat attempt uh, when he tried to commit suicide. So um, but I think that that not feeling enough that uh, you are lesser than is can show up in um, somebody that is depressed and uh, suicidal, but it can also show up in just fam- just in families. And it, I think it can be passed down uh, through generations of just how we communicate, uh, you know, that, you know, instead of a child making um, the, uh, like they do something, they get a bad report card, not um, directing the problem, you know, focus on the, on the problem at hand, but kind of make it a general, like, you're, you know, how they say parents will say, uh, you're bad. That's, you know, you're a bad girl kind of stuff. Those are the kind of messages that go through and get internalized. 
in my, you know, from my um, you know, point of view, I think that there's a lot of guilt because I deal with a lot of people that have emotional stuff and that guilt and shame, um, the abandonment, those kind of things all swirl around in us. And sometimes they take the form of a mental illness and that brings it to the next level, of course. But I think it's a common human struggle. And I do too. How do we shift this? I know you have very specific modalities that you work with. I have different modalities that I work with. But I think our underlying intentions are the same. It's just that we have different gifts to offer to people who are suffering. So let's talk a little bit about your gifts and how they evolved for you and how, you know, this this strong, strong belief that you have that everyone can has the innate ability to heal themselves and that you have tools that can support them in doing this. Um, and uh, another thing that's coming to my mind as we talk about this is this whole um, top-down control system that has seems to have been in place for at least 2,000 years, maybe more than that, but never used to be. But there... You know, is it a benefit or is it a uh, a crippling effect? Does it uh, stick people into tiny little boxes and tell them that if they dare to step outside that box, they dare to open the curtains and look at life more completely, that they're somehow bad or wrong or uh, not good enough? Yeah, the that struggle uh, is. I mean, I don't know. It's so many women I know have uh, that issue. But as back to how we can be our own healers, I do. I do think that um, we always uh, tend to think that somebody else knows something better than we do, or um, we're looking for somebody else to be the answer to either our happiness or our healing or our um, you know, we need somebody else. But in chiropractic, we talk about something called the innate intelligence. And that is when, like, any living creature has it. Like, for example, um, when the sun comes up and you see a flower turn towards the sun and then it follows it through the day, you know, that's an innate intelligence. Or when a baby knows to, uh, when it comes out of the womb to um, be able to suckle to get milk and, but also its internal organs are all functioning and um, they're growing and blood is pumping or a scab, you know, you cut your hand. There's what's called innate intelligence that allows the body to um, know what to do uh, and to heal itself. And I, in my practice, I talk about something called the triad of health, which is um, an equal sided triangle. Every side is equally um, important. There's chemical um, and structural and emotional. So a lot of people pay a lot of attention to structural, you know, working out and making sure their body is strong and everything like that, or maybe even chemical with what they put in their body. But that emotional 
part is really important too, and it goes far beyond uh, thinking positive. It's getting in there and looking at why do you do what you do? Why why do you make the choices that you do? And um, so that's that's where I and I add that into with the energy medicine that I do because I think that that is the missing piece to health. We can do all these things, these lifestyle changes, and we can, um, you know, do do all the things right. But if you're energetically not understanding how we are, um, we're energetic beings, and that's how our body communicates with itself. So your thoughts have energy, and they create things. So that's that's where I um, started doing what I do is is because I made changes physically lifestyle changes, but it was continuing to suffer with an illness. And that's where it, uh, energy medicine just really opened my eyes and started, I started really looking back into all these things. It was the, um, you know, you know, a press, uh, not the precipice, but uh, the instigation or the instigator was the illness to really look at all these other aspects. And when we come back, to Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. We will follow through on this very fascinating line of conversation. My guest today, Dr. Jill Briska. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You are listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately three and a half to four million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale, an international initiative called Nurse now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. 
We are back, Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. The way today being my guest, Dr. Jill Abriska. I am your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You're listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So, Jill, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of bringing this down to very specific interactions that you have had with some of your own clients. Um, You know, maybe we can bring this out of the abstract discussions back down into specific case studies. Tell us, if you can, without mentioning names, some of the dynamics that you've been involved in with people who have worked with you. So, um, you know, when we're talking about uh, that innate intelligence and how our, you know, that triad of health with the um, structural, chemical, and the emotional, um, a lot of people that I work with have been chronically ill for a long time, and they just can't seem to get to the next stage. They've been from doctor to doctor. So, like, an example of something that kind of would tie this all together here is um, I have a patient that... Uh, chronically ill with lots of things, you know, uh, the uh, mold uh, allergies, food allergies, um, very hypersensitive to just everything around her, uh, gut issues, all this kind of stuff, trying to figure out what to do. And I know that she is um, very regimented in how she lives her life and the lifestyle, uh, things that she does, like eating right or supplementation or doing the doing some work on um, her emotional health but when we did what happens is you send in a hair sample and then it is scanned and then it's a software program that looks at what is the frequencies because that's where how our body communicates on the cellular level before something happens like the blood pressure goes up or a reaction happens on the cellular level there's they're talking to each other via the frequency and vibration. And so this looks for where there's a decrease in in communication. Um, This person uh, had issues, uh, but it identified um, some gut things that were specific that we could uh, have her work on, but also on the emotional level, some um, residual emotional things that had been happening. And... Um, it kind of came down to where these emotional issues were causing uh, physical manifestations. So that emotional and what what were those emotional issues from your perspective? How were you seeing them? Um, the emotional issues would be like, say, um, you know, issues with a, a specific family member. Um, and not being able to uh, deal with the mm, the relationship where one the the family member was overbearing and telling her that she was wrong all the time. So that is something that showed up. I did not put that in. That is just an emotional scan of what is happening. It came to the front, and she was it was identified, and just by um, I mean, the treatment is uh, wearing a card that's downloaded with the balancing frequencies, but also what's pivotal in that is seeing what has shown up for you and mentally 
understanding it and taking it in and owning it and seeing, is this something that, you know, rings true for me? And then that can be a pivotal change and that can start that, um, you know, manifestation of, of illnesses can come, they, they poo-poo the, uh, the placebo effect or, um, you know, uh, psychosomatic things, but that's who we are. Our thoughts and feelings um, and things that uh, scare us or on whatever level, could be subconscious or whatever, those do have the ability to manifest a physical outcome. Hmm. So that was something I found that that case is, is very, very interesting. Um, and then um, there's another one that I have that was uh, this one was more not so much emotional, but it, it was able to find like some underlying issues that um, then I was directed to tell him you need to go in and see your doctor and he was able to um, to catch uh, something that could have have really blown up into something more serious. So um, it's just energetically, because we are so much energy and uh, like, you know, our cells are 99% space. Uh, Really, it just comes down to how they're vibrating uh, or like the chair that you're sitting in. You know, there's not a lot of matter to it, but there's a lot of vibration (laughs) to it. I'm just laughing. It sure as heck feels real solid to me. It does. It does feel that way. But it is the inner, it's the force field around the, these, um, you know, these things that are these molecules and atoms or whatever that are are very vibrating so fast that they seem solid. So emotional stuff, I think, is um, an, uh, is something that is undersold as a component of something for our health that uh, I think as we go along, we're going to really start to understand why, why we are sick or why, you know, stress. I mean, I think under, uh, most people do understand that stress is a killer, but why, but why is it a killer? And I think or, that comes down or to even how, how to, how do we minimize our own stress and turn it simply into a challenge to be overcome, perhaps. Uh, It's a a shift in mindset, it seems to me. Um, But of course, that's the way I see the world. I see it in terms of how our thoughts affect our emotions and our bodies and our wealth. Wealth, I meant to say health, but yeah, also our our abundance, not necessarily money, but our ability to focus on the good things in our lives instead of the uh, dysfunctional things in our lives. And when we come back, Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom, we'll probe deeper into this very complex um vibration of energy and an exchange of words that simply point to something much deeper and more complex. 
We are Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. My guest today, Dr. Jill Briska. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You're listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBC. BBM Global Network. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality? But it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating. Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like... I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside. You know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. We're back. Dancing with words. Dancing with wisdom. My guest today, Dr. Jill Briska. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janice Smith-Warfield on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So if this is almost a global pandemic among human beings, this shame, this not feeling good enough, this feeling less than, this not being heard, not being noticed, not being respected, how do we shift that? We, to me, we clearly don't do it by projecting our own stress out onto other people and telling other people that they're wrong. So how do we make the shift? <laughs> well, or we probably shouldn't be doing that, but I think there's a lot of people that do do it. And I mean, I'm not pointing any fingers because then there's three fingers going back at me if I start doing that. Um, we're not perfect at uh, always handling things or are able to know what makes us tick. But um, I think that as I've gone along on the path, because, uh, you know, I, I think I carried a lot of victim mentality for a long time. You know, when you, as you get older, and you go farther in your journey, you start realizing, uh, you know, your flaws and what, you know, what you have to work on. But I was uh, introduced to... Um, Bruce Lipton, and he would talk about uh, the subconscious mind, and it's like 90% 
90 to 95% of why we do what we do. And that's why they're saying like sometimes self-help books can only be so much help is because really we're functioning from these tapes that are playing in our heads from way, way back. Uh, And so to get to know the subconscious mind, I think is a real game changer uh, so that you can and you stop those tapes from saying, you know, that I'm not enough or those that victim, you know, that victim mentality, which gets you nowhere fast. I think it's a, it's an interesting um, game. It's, it's, it's just a game changer, I think, the, the looking into the subconscious mind. And for me, it, it is so much about just making a choice to change our words and to focus on the good things in life rather than the things that are bad. And that's both in self and in others. Uh, You know, what can I see in you that I can notice and say, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'd like to learn more about that rather than saying, oh, she's stupid and she's dumb and she doesn't know what she's talking about, Mm -hmm. which, which is so destructive both to your energy, and it doesn't really serve me a lot because I'm projecting some of my own uh, judgments or fears out onto you. So for me, a lot of it is, first of all, about noticing the dynamic and how desecrating it is to humanity as a whole and then changing it. And an example of that for me would be, for example, I can blame someone else for treating me unjustly and I can attack them and verbally abuse them and put them down. Or I can choose, so I can fight against injustice. That's one way of looking at what's going on in my world. Or I can stand for justice. Now, I don't know whether you feel any energetic shift in those two ways of looking at the same situation. For me, there's a huge energetic shift. And it gives me a focus of how can I be just? How can I be fair? How can I model justice? And when I do that, I'm not asking anybody else to change. All I'm doing is standing in my own personal power in each and every moment, standing for fairness and justice and listening to another person's fears, their complaints. And this, of course, gets into all the underlying subconscious dynamic, I think, Mm -hmm. that you you were talking about. But it's asking questions rather than making statements and telling other people who they are and what they ought to do, which is, from my perspective, frequently a very destructive dynamic depends on the situation I mean I've said this before if I'm in an airplane that is having engine trouble I am going to do what the pilot tells me to do because he knows more than I do but there are so many people out there who are simply projecting their own um, 
the things in their lives, their subconscious that they haven't even looked at out on other people and trying to tell other people how they ought to live their lives. And, you know, it it can be helpful. It's really interesting because whether it's helpful, helpful or hurtful, Depends on the context and the whole dynamic and the backgrounds of the people and the skills. And then you're really getting into this <clears throat> more trying to delve beneath the words and understand the energetic dynamic that's going on and then then shift it. And you can shift it by shifting yourself. We're dancing with words, dancing with wisdom. My guest today, Dr. Jill Bruska. I'm your host, Dr. Janice Smith-Warfield on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Global Glory, that's the work of Dr. Marina McLean, COO of Global Glory, whose calling is to serve God. A first-generation British-born Londoner of Jamaican descent, Dr. McLean inherited the hunger for the word from her father, who was a Bible teacher. Growing up, her home was filled with missionaries from the Caribbean islands and America, and she travels the world preaching the gospel. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology and an honorary doctorate of divinity and Christian counseling from Friends International Christian University. Dr. McLean is also a songwriter and recording artist, and her songs are written during summits and conferences in the presence of God. She's recorded three worship albums to date and is in ministry for 28 years alongside her husband, Dr. Rennie McLean, who shares her passion. Visit www.globalglory.org or on Facebook at Global Glory. Call 866-244-5679 and feel the glory. Welcome back. We're Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. The we today being my guest, Dr. Jill Briska, who is an energy healer. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Porfield. You are listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. So, Jill, how do we shift out of this not feeling good enough? How do we do it? Each and every one of us. How do we stand in our own integrity and strength and power and compassion and self-respect and other respect? And how do we protect our own energy field from the people who are projecting their own pains and struggles out onto us and blaming us for something that they need to change in their own lives. How do we do this? 
Well, it's it's funny because I think we're equal opportunity offenders. Um, you know, we can easily see where someone else is, has offended or um, their words have been unkind or uh, they weren't listening to us. But we also, you know, our words, what we say is also powerful and being accountable for what you have said and why you've said what you've said. You know, is it um, if something triggers you and makes you mad, um, you got to take a look at that. It, it's not always just because that guy's a jerk. Because <laughs> some things are uh, triggering to one person and not another. So if we uh, use our words to not only, like, it's important, they're, they're very powerful, so you, we want to listen to what other people are saying, and maybe there's more to it than um, just the words they're saying, like, why are they saying what they're saying? And have uh, kindness and try to be understanding of, you know, there might be more to the story than what they're saying to us. But um, that that those words that we say are um, are coming from someplace. If, if they are unkind words or they're out of anger or whatever, it's coming from something that you might not, you might want to look at a little bit closer. Um, but the listening, the, the listening to ourselves and the words that we say are just as important as listening to the words that other people say. Uh, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic because a lot of us are damaged goods traveling through this life. And it's not into, what do they say, the, and, um, uh, about a life being on, um, oh gosh, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. It was right there. But anyway. But, un- but I, can, I can tell you. The unexamined is- life is not worth living. So yes. the more we examine, we can then, when we examine ourselves, we can look outside ourselves and have more compassion and use kinder words. And um, when we know ourselves better, I think. I can, I can tell you something that triggers me invariably and that's somebody else telling me I am wrong or that I need to do things their way instead of my own way I have a very strong emotional reaction to that and uh, if I can't engage in a conscious conversation with that person that somehow changes the relationship. I usually end it. And for me, it's about protecting my own energy field from abuse by others. You have, I, what do you say in that? I mean, it's so obvious to me in my own patterning. Oh, I know. The words that people say uh, I, maybe they mean it to be hurtful or, or intended, but like if something is not triggering to you, then it's uh, why, why some things are and some things aren't are very telling about our inner workings. You know, like I had, um, I had um, my ex-mother-in-law was very triggering to me because she was very uh, she was like a squeaky wheel that always got the grease. She felt very entitled to getting what she wanted when she wanted it. And uh, that bothered me so much. But now when I look back at it, I'm like, why it bothered me so much was because I 
somehow did not feel that I was my, I was not my own advocate to get what I wanted. So when she got what she wanted, that just, oh, it would bother me so much. So sometimes and, it's something and, about yeah. ourselves. And I think it ha- also has to do with the balance of the relationship. And I know earlier you were talking about interactions with family members where one family member is overbearing uh, and kind of running the show and everybody else is subservient and doing what they're told. Uh, it seems to me this is the dynamic that constantly goes on it, it's clearly a trigger in my life and I think mm-hmm. it's because one of my archetypes is that I'm a rebel and the other part of it is for me I want to be standing in my own truth and integrity not being a pawn on somebody else's chessboard right but unfortunately some people just aren't going to change you know so we have to deal with Okay, that's how they're going to be. And you can, you know, put up your boundaries, right? And you can say, I'm going to kind of withdraw and not have to be around them as much. But sometimes that's not even an option. So they're not going to, you know, likely not want to change. And if they do, fantastic. But you have no control over that. The only thing you have control over is yourself. So how do you deal with an overbearing or, um, you know, people that trigger you? Okay, that's a good question. What's your answer? (laughs) I guess the answer is then you have you have to be accountable for what is it about that person that is triggering or what do you need to do to protect yourself from, you know, what they're doing? Um, I don't I don't have all the answers on on all of it, but I do think um, accountability is so important in knowing your own power uh, because sometimes we allow people to take any power that we have. And um, that's with the healing as well. Uh, we give our power to somebody else. We go to a doctor that tells us uh, what, what should happen with our health or um, whether we're fixable or not. And sometimes you need to take back your own power and be your own healer on every on, on a lot of levels. And this is what exactly what you do, isn't it? When you're dealing with people who consult with you, you're helping them take back their own power and shift out of this not feeling good enough syndrome into which other people's words or conduct in a sense has positioned them and they have kind of gotten stuck there. Maybe we've all gotten stuck there. And how do we shift out of this? I mean, I think it's challenging. I, I For me, it's almost a daily challenge. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's part of the gig of coming down here <laughs> is to um, we never stop growing or changing or learning new things and so instead of uh looking at it as uh like it's something to just endure maybe look at it as it's a game or it's an opportunity and what can i you know how else can i look at this or reframe it exactly how can how can i take my power back and look at this differently while protecting my own integrity and energy field 
We are Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom, the we today being my guest, Dr. Jill Breska. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a passionate book that tells the true story of author Rhonda Knudsen's journey through the darkness and adversity of abuse. The book takes readers on an emotional trail from the depths of despair to the heights of forgiveness and understanding. She was inspired to help others, and her book is a vital tool through this process. Faithful to God and devotional to her beacon of hope, Rhonda Knudsen is a perfect example of finding a guiding light that helped her come through the dark and into the light. Her book can assist you in overcoming your challenges with abuse. The publication of Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a triumphant achievement, and it can help you take ownership of your own experience of abuse and come through stronger than before. Rhonda is currently working on two more books, Shadows of Corruption and Coast to Coast on a Piece of Toast. To read more about this inspiring author and purchase her books, visit RhondaKnutson.com or go to www.amazon.com. French Rastafarian baker Chef Hugues Mott is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations in classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Chef Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Uvmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Welcome back. We are Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. The we today being my guest, my wonderful guest, Dr. Jill Briska. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You are listening on that wonderful network, BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio uh, with our, our tech, Sean Foster. Let me mention Sean, too, who keeps track of the time so we don't have to do it. Um, Jill, if anyone listening to our conversation today is kind of tantalized by this, wants to know more, perhaps wants to connect with you, have a conversation with you, how can they reach you and learn more? Oh, great. Yes, hopefully this has been tantalizing. Um, I love working with people that have chronic illnesses, things that have just really like these mystery illnesses that they can't seem to uh, figure out they've been from doctor to doctor or chronic things like um, I work with uh, chemotherapy patients I work with uh, people with addictions I also work with pets that have emotional stuff so uh, if if any of that sounds uh, interesting the best way to get a hold of me is on my website that has a whole bunch of information on there uh, it's uh, www dot kintsugi k-i-n-t-s-u-g-i dash wellness dot com 
So kintsugi is a, a Japanese art form where we take uh, where broken pottery is taken and it is mended with gold. So it makes it stronger and more beautiful for having been broken, which I thought is just perfect with with uh, what I want to do and who I want to work with. It's all of us, really. Uh, so, but on the website, uh, there is a triad of health, uh, assessment and, um, you know, can kind of figure out where you are as far as, uh, as your triangle, as your health, uh, triad balanced. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully if anything is of interest, I'm happy to always take a phone call and I can tell you if, if it might be a fit for you or not. Jill. Thank you so very much for being my guest today. I have been honored to have you on this show. Next it week. Was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Full of energy. What a buzz, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, next week, my guest is another, uh, she's a fierce advocate for those who have experienced adult bullying. Uh, her name is Roshana Price. Her systematic and supportive approach to deep personal exploration, which is what you and I were talking about as well, helps individuals identify the source of hurt, recover from the trauma, and build confidence in who they are as a unique human being. You have been listening to Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. I'm your hostess, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. You have been listening on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. This has been Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom with your host, Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield. Listen each week as Dr. Janet uses words in atypical ways to shift you into experiences beyond words and transforming turmoil into inner peace. Here on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.